you know, just because you're interested in seeing someone in 60 second increments, does that necessarily mean that when you're going to hit subscribe and watch more of their content of longer content, I see it much more as a business proposition. Like that's great because it is so hard to get people to click on a business video. It really is to make that decision, but something short starts to autoplay and they're like, Oh no, 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 that sounds interesting. I think that's a great teaser to bring them into a more business setting. It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help you with your business and YouTube. My name's Dane Golden from the Video Marketing Business Academy. I'm here with Gwen Miller. Hello, Gwen from Hearst. Hey, Dane. It's a good day when I'm here with both of you. And I'm here with Shelly Saves the Day. Welcome, Shelly. Hello, everyone from Seattle. And Gwen, what are we talking about today? Ooh, we're talking about the newest and greatest in the YouTube world, which is YouTube Shorts. And shocker of all shockers, there's a little bit of controversy behind it right now. Well, we'll find out more in a second. So YouTube Shorts, YouTube Shorts, YouTube Shorts. We're going to talk about how YouTube Shorts can be used in business. My name's Dane Golden from the Video Marketing Business Academy. I'm here with Shelly Saves the Day on her channel and my channel. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. And here with Gwen Miller from Hearst. Welcome, Gwen. Hi, Dane. Someday I will have a channel too. Oh, we saw it. We saw a preview. We saw a preview. Keep scouring YouTube for Gwen Miller because something's <laughs> going to be happening over something's there. It's going to happen. If, so, if, I re if I receive enough harassment, I'll do it. <laughs> Ooh, all right. All right. All right. Which channel <laughs> should we harass you on? LinkedIn or Twitter? Because we can't harass you on YouTube. <laughs> Wherever you can find me. All right. Mm. And so there has been a controversy about YouTube Shorts and Actually, why don't we just start by talking, Shelly, just tell us what a YouTube short is. Great question. YouTube shorts are basically YouTube's answer to TikTok or Instagram reels. And, and so basically what it is, short vertical videos, usually under 60 seconds long, um, originally introduced in India as part of that uh, ban and then reintroduced to the rest of all of the different markets at a varying rate. Um, they do have some integrations with music library, which is interesting because the way, and we'll get into that, the way that they monetize with um, music and how people are able to skirt kind of copyright issues by leaning into the library is an interesting one, but that in a nutshell is kind of what it is. And Gwen, these, I, I feel these is a great strategy for businesses, particularly for businesses that are just starting to get into YouTube, depending on the business and depending on their approach. And I'll get into more of my tips soon, but there has been a huge controversy in the YouTube community of top creators. Now, this doesn't necessarily apply to business creators as much as content creators, but tell us what the gist of the controversy is with YouTube Shorts. I think there is kind of multiple prongs of what the what the controversies around YouTube shorts are, and some of them do apply to businesses. So, for example, one of the controversies centers around the fact that shorts are just kind of mixed in with the rest of your analytics. 
So they're just such a different beast. A 60 second video is such a different beast than a 10 to 15 minute video that it makes it hard to get learnings when it's all mashed together and you have essentially very short form content pulling down so your average view durations and all these other metrics that you are using to kind of really gauge the health of, of your longer form content. So that one, it should not be a long-term problem. YouTube's already working on separating those out. There is a little bit of controversy over where the edges of that are though, because mm -hmm. you can go, you can continue to split, right? Ad nauseum to like, what, what if, what, what, now what if you have, what have a videos that are three minutes long versus four minutes long. So there's gonna have to be a limit somewhere and I, they're still kind of figuring out where those splits happen, but that should be coming hopefully soon where you'll be able to have a, a cleaner look at your analytics. But this, I mean, is this really an analytics controversy? Because if this is, this is really the first analytics controversy ever. Ever? Oh, you don't hang around enough with the people I hang around with. Nerd that alert. is, it is partially. <laughs> so I will say some of the kind of hand wringing that I am personally seeing around shorts will be solved when the analytics get split out because a lot of it is they don't know if shorts are helping or hurting their channel. Mm -hmm. And right now it's almost impossible to tell because everything's mashed together. And that is really the crux of the controversy here, Dane, is the argument about whether shorts are helping these channels or not helping these channels. If you talk to YouTube, they're like, yay, it's helping your channel. It's getting you in front of a new audience that wouldn't it see sure you before. Is. Because again, it's a it, it's getting you into this, the magic of a non-click to pay, play feed where people are gonna be scrolling and countering you without having to make the decision to click on a thumbnail. So theoretically, you could be shown to people who will then love you who may not have seen you before. Here's where the controversy from the, the big YouTubers come from. They like that idea. That's fine. They So they like the shorts player. The shorts player is not the issue. Right now, YouTube is doing what they do with all their new products, though, is they're pushing it as wide as possible to try to get as much adoption as possible. So those shorts are also showing up on, say, the homepage. And here's the problem for these major major YouTubers right. is that maybe they're in the shorts fund. But if, you, if, if you've ever seen, talked to anyone who's ever gotten a payment from the short fund, it's such minimal money. It's short. It's nothing. It's short. You're, you're, <laughs> the, the, the funding is actually short. <laughs> so compared to what one of these major YouTubers can get off of a 10 to 15 minute video with all the mid rolls, it's pennies. Okay. So what they're concerned about is that that short sitting in, in in the middle of prime real estate is cannibalizing the views from their other videos. And that's what it comes down to. It always boils down to the end of the day is this cannibalizing my revenue source because this is these YouTubers full-time job and they have to protect that revenue source. Okay. Well, I'm gonna come in and say too, the second part of that controversy is the inability for YouTube to have transparency when it comes to the shorts fund. So the shorts fund has been designated as a funnel for basically um, content creators, even if they're not part of the monetization normal program, YouTube partner program. So that does open up a great new um, door for a lot of people who may not have been monetized previously. However, however, there's still some weird caveats because there is no formula. And so therefore it is a mystery every month who's going to get paid, what are the qualifications, how much they're going to get paid. So it just becomes a, it's just a big giant question mark. So if you like any kind of income stability, transparency, and actual being able to forecast, 
shorts are so so difficult because you get none of that. And so I was on a shorts roundtable creator call recently, and someone said, I got 20 million views last month and I wasn't included in the shorts program. And someone else said, I got a payout and I get less than 20 million views. So it's obviously not the only factor they're looking at is the number of views. So, but because they've been so tight-lipped around what the other factors are, that's really frustrating for a lot of people. Well, I certainly agree, you know, with Gwen is that I want more, want more numbers and I want it to be, you know, a YouTube short, it's vertical, it's in a feed, it's very, and it's almost exclusively mobile. It's very, very different than the longs, but, and, and that would be great. I mean, they think about it. They have to build out a whole other analytics system to really properly show how those look and they can totally do that, but it takes some work. And I, and I would wager that somewhere on the back end, even if it's not being shown to us in analytics, the YouTube, the YouTube folks know what drives views and, and they know what they're doing. They're just not telling us why. And we'd like to know, but I will also tell you apart from that part. And, and I work with businesses. I actually tell them to turn off monetizations. We're not interested in being in the creator fund. Mm -hmm. We are trying to drive leads and sales through YouTube. So sometimes we'll run ads, sometimes we won't. That's not why we're there. We're there to be part of the community and find people where they are and bring people into our world. And Shorts, much to my surprise, has been a phenomenal way of finding new, very relevant viewers. Now, not always though, because it mm -hmm. actually shows, like we have some channels that are really good at targeting our target clients, 80% in the US, for instance. However, in the shorts, we may, if it does really, really well, gets a few thousand views, that's really well for us. It may be only 30% US because it's sending it all over the place. The algorithms are entirely different. That being said, we really like those 30% that are potential clients because they are really good subscribers. It says, here is channel A and channel A is something you're going to like. We get subscribers and they come back. So, so that's, a, that's something that people should really talk about. We, I want to talk about more shorts strategy, Gwen, you have a lot of channels with a lot of superstars. Do mm -hmm. you really do shorts so much or what do you do with these channels, with these lifestyle challenges with many, many different famous people on them? We're kind of experimenting with both. We have some channels who aren't doing anything with shorts. We have some of our channels that are a little bit more pop culture focused um, that we are starting to do uh, more shorts on. I, I, I do, I, I do have to say I'm much more interested in shorts as an idea for businesses or like, I think if you're like a band, like a, a musician, uh, it could be a great way to be, you know, involving people in your music. We've been seeing that on TikTok a lot. I think these big bands that have these large YouTube channels should definitely be doubling down on that. Uh, but it, for us, for us specifically in kind of the entertainment world, What's very interesting is most, I have maybe one channel where I really have seen shorts bring in an audience that comes back. Most of my channels, 
it's not an audience that returns at all. And I, I oh, really? do have one of the things I would love to see once we have the analytics a bit more clearly broken out is like, is it because there's, you know, I, I just feel like you're in a certain mood, either you're in the mood to scroll through shorts or you're in the mood to see regular content. Mm -hmm. And one of the big mistakes I think that Instagram made when they launched IGTV was they made it a single subscription feed, right? Where if you were subscribed to someone's like Instagram feed, you were now subscribed to their IGTV, right? So the problem there is just because you're good at taking a picture doesn't mean you're good at making a video and you could really see that in the IGTV feed. It was a lot of ugh stuff. And I just wonder because YouTube has that same mechanism if you know, just because you're interested in seeing someone in 60 second increments, does that necessarily mean that when you're going to hit subscribe and watch more of their content, of longer content? I don't know. I think that remains to be seen. I see it much more as a business proposition. Like that's great because it is so hard to get people to click on a business video. It really is to make that decision. But if it starts something short starts to autoplay and they're like, oh, no, 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 that sounds interesting. I think that's a great teaser to bring them into a more business setting. I like I that. Think I I just want to. I just want to bring out the ugh. It was, and it was all ugh, on Instagram. I just love. That's a great. But I want to know how to describe that. So tell me how you would spell spell ugh in the chat so we can bring that up. But go ahead, Shelley. You had a comment. Um, Gwen hit on something that I know has come up a lot for larger creators, which she alluded to earlier, which is, it's really muddying up the feed. Um, but one thing that I think is kind of a controversy that YouTube really has to figure out is there's two parts here. One is the download, how easy it is to take someone's TikTok, download it and put it back up. So you're gonna have this visible watermark, which YouTube has come out and said that videos that contain watermarks from other sites, such as TikTok and Instagram that have it, should not be eligible to receive monetization even if they blow up. But I would say further on, how do you stop someone from taking your TikTok or Instagram reel and monetizing that even if they do remove the watermark? There's no policing of this is my um, intellectual property unless you happen to catch it because there's so many compilation videos that happen. Mm -hmm. Where is that like monetization really um, fine line happening as well? I think that's a huge one that they're going to have to sort out because there's so much theft and piracy of all of these short vertical videos from other sites that it's really a problem. Yeah. So this is this is not showing up in the in your copyright tab. Is that what, what you're saying? Right, because there's no there's no file for them to fingerprint against because it's from a different platform. I see. Okay. I see. Shelly, question for you. Can you duet yet on YouTube like you can on TikTok? I don't think so. um, they're rolling out live stream co-streaming with someone else, kind of like Instagram is doing. That's one of their new live stream I updates like that. that's happening. Yeah, I know they've been working on that for a couple of years. Um, but other than that, I think they do have, I don't know if it's duet, but they do have remixes. So I know it's taking someone else's sound at least. So oh, the so credit goes the back sound. to the sound. Yeah. But I'm not sure if they, they've gotten fully yet into the 
remix with everything, including their video yet. I, they need to get there. Cause I, I think what YouTube fundamentally is misunderstood about TikTok success is yes, is the short format part of it. But I think a lot of it was the creation tools, the, the collaboration tools that they gave everybody to kind of make it into a community where everyone was riffing off each other. Uh, and obviously these tools take time to build, um, but it, it feels like that should be a higher priority for them. So I want to talk a little bit about the strategy that we recommend that businesses do on YouTube. And we've thought a lot about, we've been trying a whole bunch of things. I'm just going to throw out some of the things that we do. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things now YouTube shorts can be up to 60 seconds, but we actually recommend use the default when you're in the app and do under 15 seconds because we found that the under 15 seconds, not always, but usually do better than longer. Why? I, I don't know. I guess maybe they're looking for people to watch the shorts, the short shorts better. Two, we think you should, you want to get right into it. We want, you don't want to use thumbnails. You want to use something very rough, but use your, hold your phone really, you know, just a little bit higher than you would just as if you're taking a selfie point down at yourself a little bit more, make, you can, if you can see my framing, I got my head in the sort of top half, my right. body in the sort of lower half. That is something close up that we found really goes well. Start talking right away, don't pause. And for business, we want you to identify your customer in that first few seconds. And we do this by saying, if you are, so for instance, if you're a car, fix it company. If you are looking for a place to fix your tires, well, gosh, I am, you know, well, now it's going to look for people who want to fix their cars. If right. you're having trouble managing your schedule, well, I am having trouble, you know, so now you've identified. So then you put in whatever it is after that, and it can be a very short tip. And we recommend businesses do this almost every day, once a day, seven days a week for certain types of businesses. Even if you're doing additional content, which you should be doing the longs, the, the, the normal videos, and we recommend launching them at like a different time. We launch a lot of our longs between three and 6 a.m. Eastern time and the shorts we do sometime afternoon. So these are some of the strategies we're doing. What are some of the strategies you guys are seeing work well and recommend? Question, I wanna, I wanna ask you a couple questions first, Dane, uh, about, so 15 seconds, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What type of content can they fit in 15 seconds? You'd are, be surprised. Are they, is it literally like, you have this problem, we have the solution, or is it like your, your what you typically say, it should be YouTube strategy where it's an unrelated piece of information to the business? Oh, okay. So, so going back to sort of the, the Dane Golden Video Marketing Business Academy strategy is that we're trying to tell you not what we sell, but how you can learn more about your industry. And that's exactly what we do. We don't usually say, hey, we do this. Um, we usually say, you know, if you are looking to grow your business on YouTube, one of the things you should think about is playlists. No one ever thinks about playlists, but the more playlist you can get your videos in as long as you don't overdo it you ping the algorithm more and it and it categorizes you more so do that boom 15 seconds so it doesn't say anything about my business but it's um it's one way of doing it so that does that make sense yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that makes sense 
Um, all right, another let's question. get back into our another, strategy. I'm, I'm another question to, you have for me? No. No, that was my main question. Okay. Those are my two questions. <laughs> so I'm going to kick it over to Shelly since she does, okay. she's in way more shorts than I have. On what One is more are. shorts than you've done. <laughs> Good <list not. laughs> I mean, uh, me personally, but my channels do shorts. Thank you very much. You're welcome very Make much. Make this personal. Jeez. <laughs> You said needle you until you start it's a true. channel. It's true. I brought it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> oh we my got gosh. A super we chat. got a super chat. Thank you so much. From Aww. Patty. 10, I think that's Canadian dollars. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think so, right? Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. If you have a question about YouTube shorts, please put it in the chat so we can discuss it too with the experts that are here because they're, they're a wealth of knowledge. But I'm sorry, Gwen, go ahead, continue your question. <laughs> My question was, what has been your strategy with shorts and what have you found has worked for you personally? So one thing that I think is really important to talk about, so I am part of this kind of creator roundtable um, that does happen with shorts creators. And it's an interesting time to get to chat with other people who are doing shorts, some who only have shorts channels, some who are, um, major TikTok players and now coming over into the YouTube space and dabbling and starting with shorts and they have all kinds of questions. So it's an amazing like landscape to see. But one thing I would say is that um, the consensus seems to be, um, it, it may not hit right away. And there seems to be no such thing as like too many shorts. Um, some people are doing like seven a day. Wow. And yeah, they're like seven a day, every day. And I'm just, re so they're starting with reposting old like TikToks or they're taking and downloading their old Instagram stories and giving them longevity. And it's really about um, feeding the machine. It's still early enough in the process where it's just about available enough inventory and giving it to the machine. Right. And so many of them are really finding success with just flooding the marketplace, as I would call it, um, with content. And right now, the only... Thing that's quantifying what quality content is, is how much interaction they're getting with. And a lot of them are saying things like, I am almost controversial on purpose. I spell things wrong on purpose because someone loves to come along and tell you that you spelled it wrong and it's just them watching and them engaging. Loops are a really big um, thing that they're talking about a lot. And then, like you said at the beginning, um, being able to identify exactly who should be watching this video, like weird facts you didn't know about living in Washington or like, you know, five reasons why girls are better than boys. And like, you know, you got like that as your opening line before you go into the rest of it. So that kind of thing. And it's not really about episodic content. It's about what can you do and entertain me with during the entirety of whatever your shorts clip is. Do most creators avoid uploading right on top of their longs or does it not matter? I would say it depends. <laughs> I always say it depends, but um, Thanks, I, I would say one of the Shelley, things- it depends, save the day. Right? One of the things it does depend on most is um, if it's within their 24 hour period that YouTube puts a time limit on for the notifications, um, a lot of the time they'll go in separately, make sure their video is unlisted or private, and then they go into the desktop version and mark do not notify my subscribers of this upload so that they can oh. save that upload um, notification for hopefully a longer form content. That was so. that was really good. Could you just say that part again? Because that was a million dollar tip there. So yeah. say the whole tip again, please. Yeah. So if you are uploading multiples within a 24 hour period of videos in combination of YouTube shorts or longs, 
and you want to make sure that one of them does not get stepped on for notifications, like you have three shorts and, and a long, but you want a notification to go out for the long, you would want to upload your video as unlisted or private and then go onto the desktop version and make sure you um, select the button under the more options for do not notify my existing subscribers of this um, of this video. So that way you can reserve your third for your longer form video. C can I say a beef? I've got more than one beef, actually. One yeah. more, more, more than one up. complaint. Beef it up. Well, complaint number one, you should be able to have a global setting that is do not notify for shorts. Do not send notifications for shorts. Who wants to get a notification for a short? Well, like, well yeah. I would say one further. Who wants to set a premiere for a short? Now, as I recall, as I recall, there used to be a notification that says do not notify for any live stream. And now you can't, I don't think. I don't think so. So I think YouTube there used to be those lives to well, and it would big. make sense since YouTube lives are usually like five times the watch time. So, well, I still <laughs> think you should be able to cater your cater your releases. And I'll tell you what else you can't do if um, with YouTube shorts. And we've actually found, believe it or not, I know you think somebody's only watching this for eight seconds and they are. We found shorts as a great lead generating thing because people do comment on YouTube shorts mm -hmm. and we have found them saying, please contact me. I'd like to do business with you. You know, one thing I would say to help alleviate your problem, if you don't want to notify any yeah. one of your shorts, upload them all through desktop. I almost usually prefer to do it that way anyway, because if you do it mm -hmm. from your phone, um, all you usually get is the title bar and then yeah. you can set it public or set it private. You still have to go into desktop mode to be able to do things such as add the description, add any tags, add an existing thumbnail if you wanted to keep a channel aesthetic. So if that were the case, I would just drag and drop in the, the eight shorts or something that you want to publish that day. Mm -hmm. Plus, I find that it processes faster for 4K when you upload through the desktop anyway, and then go into your settings and then just make sure that you have the notifications off for the shorts. You can publish them all and have the upload default description or whatnot, and then have the tags and have all of the details that you would normally want to have because it's way more limited on phone anyway. Well, I, 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 let me let me say this, Gwen. I think that that is still a great idea, but what's happening with our clients, what's happening is that, you know what? They want to upload on their phone themselves. And so we're not actually seeing the video before they upload it all the time. That doesn't always happen that way, but they want to do it because it has that nice 15 second timer. And the other beef that I have is that, you know what? You've set upload defaults for like your description. Does not work if they you upload work. for mobile. Right. So that's my other beef. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's because too. they are meant to be quick on the go, go and post. But we, being who we are, want the SEO features, want the description, yep. want the contact us information, want the possible custom thumbnail. So when we want those things, we should do it through desktop. So I have a beef too, and this is from a viewer's perspective of shorts. So my, okay, so we live in a world here where these shorts also are commingled with other lengths of videos, say, if I go to like 
my favorite YouTubers video page and I'm trying to look through their video page and seeing what I've already watched or not. So here's the thing, unless you're like the world's best pauser of content, right? That short is going to cycle back to the beginning before you you say press pause or, or flip on to the next video. So if you go back to that video page, what that will look like is that you haven't viewed the video or maybe that you viewed like the first two seconds of the video. So you can't tell anymore, have I already seen this short? Again, this goes oh. against my thing of who wants to watch it outside of the shorts player. But for those of us who are like, I wanna catch up on everything from my favorite YouTuber, I cannot tell that progress bar for shorts is is useless in that case. I think they need to change the progress bar for shorts. And essentially, if you've played it once, it'll show as played. Yeah, like um, a check mark or watched or something. Yeah, because yeah, if, be... if I'm coming back to watch the the short again, it's not like I want it to start at five seconds anyway. So I want to start <laughs> at the beginning. We have a question from the chat, and that is, what are the key analytics we should aim for with shorts? Is there any analytics? We'll throw that to Gwen Miller. Uh, now I'm also I'm now going to look at Shelly because I looked at this briefly, but <laughs> the only like so if you go so you know you're kind of your real time your most recent videos card which is the little box on YouTube that will on longs I love calling things longs now on longs <laughs> it's going to show you views right it's going to show you click through rate let's see if I can see my fingers and it's going to show you average view duration so obviously for shorts. You don't have a click through rate. It's it's a non click to play. It's a scroll to play platform. So they replace that with likes. So they replace that with how many likes you're getting. So really, that's kind of the one unique metric that I have seen kind of floating around for not that you can't get likes on YouTube, but they don't for you for long YouTube videos, but they don't really prioritize that as much. So really, right now, they're telling you to look at how many views did it get? Like how much of the 60 seconds did they watch? and you know how many likes you got but have you seen anything else besides that show I, I actually want to add that they show since they show those not always you know, not every view is in the shorts feed a video will be a short video will be given all the other metrics when it's not in the shorts feeds but it's just a small percentage correct it's it's you know yes it's going to be a smaller it's going to be comparatively a smaller kind of piece of the pie in terms of uh, then for the longer videos, for sure. And Shelly? I would say when it comes to analytics, I would care about, I would not care about click-through rate because of the fact that 90 to 95% of your views are gonna come from the shorts shelf. And so you're not gonna be served a thumbnail. So trying to base anything off a click-through rate on a short is not necessary. Um, I would say if you look at the trajectory of the average view duration, there is a chart for that. So you can see like of typical videos or this video. So I would still want that. And one thing that you can look for um, with the average view percentage, the shorter the video, the higher the percentage should be. And it's not uncommon right. um, to sometimes have like even 106% because someone looped it and rewind it or something like that. So um, I think one thing that is important to look at is the percentage breakdown of where the views are coming from. So when you're looking in your real-time analytics, how many are coming from browse, shorts, channel pages? Because you could have some sort of weird thing happen where if they were coming from browse and channel pages, 
and then later shorts and then it took off, that could be really fascinating to see because a lot of the time what you'll see is two, three days later, you just get this massive spike and all of the views came from you just happened to be put into the short shelf rotation and then dumped out. So I, I would be more curious if you could still get other people still interested in it in finding other places besides the shorts shelf, if that makes sense. Gwen, that's an interesting question. If, if Gwen, if you ran the zoo, what would you do differently with shorts? Would you create a whole separate YouTube shorts app? What would you do? Anything different? No. Here's the thing. I would separate them apart. I would separate them in the same way that Instagram uh, separates out Insta stories, right? Mm -hmm. You're not scrolling along your Instagram feed and getting a freaking Insta story in there. That would just be weird and the format would, would be right and you wouldn't like it. But it's right there accessible. I think if you put it in another app, it's just sending it to die because no one's going to think to sw switch to another app. But I do think you need to... I think they need to understand that I believe that the audience is in different modes when they're in one or the other. I think the thought that they're going to be scrolling their homepage and then they're going to like click on something, watch something vertically, then click on the next thing and tr go like this all the time. Wait, 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 I, let's I, go like this. I didn't see your hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Like, I think it's just like you're either in vertical mode, quick, short, or I'm going to, I'm in, I'm going to watch my favorite YouTuber, like, commune with me for 20 minutes, right? You know? So I think they need to treat those experiences separately, um, but I think they should stay in the same app. Okay. So I want to, I want to uh, really test you guys a bit more here. Should YouTube shorts be just whatever you did on Instagram stories and just say, Hey, we did an Instagram story. Let's just bring it over. And it's, you know, it, maybe it has some graphics and text baked in, or should it be just, you know, something organic? You just held up your phone, you did it and did something in the app, which should you do if you have a business on YouTube? I think it depends. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to steal <laughs> Shelly's catchphrase there. Like it, you can, you can kind of do both. At home, you, you know, have to have one more sip of your coffee if Shelly says it depends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, here, here's the thing. Like, I have seen, like, you know, because uh, I know you asked me this question. I didn't really uh, answer clearly when you asked about uh, our kind of strategy at Hearst. Like, we've, yeah, we found a lot of success at just, like, you know, we do a lot of, like, 10 minute long videos on YouTube asking celebrities questions. We have great success at cutting that down to a single question and posting that as a shorter on TikTok, right? You know, it's it, it really does hone into this clear, beautiful level that I've always said that YouTube kind of prefers anyways, which is like one thought, one video. So it's a single thought and a single video. That can work very well. But also what can work very well is literally just feeling like they're hanging out with you. You pulled out your phone. You're talking to them for a minute. What I would say probably not to do is to put a just steal your Insta stories. Stealing your TikToks is a lot closer. It's it, it's much more familiar. But there is just a language that has come up around Insta stories, which is different. This is why you could, though, transfer that to stories on YouTube because, of course, mm -hmm. okay. YouTube also stories. Yeah. But there is a slightly different language between this world of stories, the world of shorts, and the world of longs. So coming back to your definition of some YouTube, uh, rather some Instagram videos, how do we keep youtube shorts from being the ugh. <laughs> 
Well, here's the one thing that I say YouTube has going for it that Instagram doesn't is uh, if you're making if you're making short videos, that's closer to long videos than an Instagram picture of you in a bikini on the beach, right? Like there is at okay. least some skill set over that. But as we have seen with a lot of TikTokers who try to go over to YouTube, it's not necessarily a one to one ratio, right? Where if you're good at making a really fun, witty 60 second video, you're going to be able to keep people's attention for 10, 15 minutes of talking directly. It goes the other way too. some long creators are cannot, it takes them a long time to figure out shorts, right? Uh, so I think there is more like overlap. But here's the other thing I say that YouTube has going for it. It kind of ignores your subscriptions anyways. You can hit subscribe okay. all you want. All right. All right. But that algorithm in places almost zero weight on you doing that. It's kind of like a like. They're like, they'll take that as a, oh, they kind of like this channel. Maybe I'll try showing it to them a few more times. But if you don't click those few more times or if yep. you're in the, in the terms of short scrolling by really quickly, they don't care that, you, that you've hit that subscription button. So that's what keeps it from being like Instagram, right? Because Instagram is a we really only show you what you're subscribed to platform generally. Uh, whereas uh, YouTube is really a, we've left you with subscribe because we know there'll be a full skill riot if we take it away, but it really doesn't. It's it's like the, it's like the button on the crosswalk that you I hit think... that doesn't work. It doesn't work. The way I think of it is that shorts is a way to expand your audience and get people who are not subscribed to come in. It's not the other way around. So right. don't, don't uh, we've, and we've tried this. We've like, hey, we, we know people like, this why don't we send them to some of the shorts they don't go there no 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 um if you want some long information if you want some more in-depth stuff if you're in that type of experience that's as just as much like sending somebody from youtube to instagram they might go they're just not going to go very often because if you're on one platform you don't want to be on another platform yeah exactly you should treat them as very much standalone and then yeah hopefully if youtube does show them something from you they may click on it and, and watch really that's a, that's it's all about returning viewers now than it is subscribers can't will they come back whether that's to another short or maybe some of them they can do. print too long but i would say it's a small percentage i know i can tell you they are starting to come back it is a way of bringing right. a new audience now shelly saves the day you have in your total revamp of your channel, you have <laughs> dove big time into shorts. I think you're doing them every day or more often. Maybe you, you, you have, you s sit on both sides, creator and business. You've sold your services. You've had software as a service. You've had various different things in your career. So you really understand both sides really well. What have you found? by doing this experiment of a whole bunch of shorts. How often, how long, tell us about it. Well, one of the reasons that I was also trying to put out more shorts was because I was trying to flood the marketplace with more videos to get views so that I could get known for something that wasn't what I was previously known for. So my reasons were also a bit more selfish and um, because I wanted to try and get some video views out there and then YouTube would see like, hey, you have 50 videos about the creator economy or you have 50 videos about YouTube education. I guess you're not an iMovie channel anymore. You know, so we're I'm trying to do that as much as possible so that it's a little bit different of a strategy than some other people may take. But that is one of the reasons that I was doing it 
And, um, you know, I found I need to do more of it because when it works, it kind of works. And then when it doesn't work, nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you've done them one a day for 30 days. What? Um, not that many, but I've done, um, there are some days as well where I put out a couple and I, so I, I do need to get back on the, the shorts game, but, um, it's definitely something that's on my radar too, because that and live streams are really the videos that I'm doing right now until I start ripping out apart some of my live streams and doing video on demand. So shorts will become a major part of my strategy. And one of the things that I did was even go on like my community tab and Instagram stories and be like, give me questions about YouTube. Hopefully we can try to put them into shorts. And I think it's interesting because um, if you can get a concise and succinct answer in 60 seconds, it's better for any video period. It's better for any creator period to learn how to harness that skill. So um, that's something I'm really looking forward to doing. And I will be doing probably one a day or more. And I think I had put out even a short before saying like, if you don't like how many shorts I'm doing, then like, then don't watch. But this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> well, so I talked a little bit about how we recommend you structure a video. How have you decided what the topics are? How do you, you decided in what way you say them? Or is it just you? you you think of something and stuff comes out. Sometimes I just think of something and stuff comes out. So there was one <laughs> night I just, I, I just, um, I sat here right here and it was right after, I don't know, a live stream or something. And so I saw a bunch of questions kind of like come in, I would record an answer and then I would stop and then I record an answer and I would stop and I did that four in a row and then post it all four. And I just called it a day. Um, mm -hmm. I would think it's probably a better idea because I do tend to go off and ramble if I thought, this is the question and it should be like a video script a little bit, especially in the educational tutorial type of field sometimes that I'm in and I want to hit them with that good two second intro that's actually going to keep them interested. So that's that's what's on my radar of what I need to change before I was just kind of like rambling and get to the point maybe in 10 seconds in. But now I really want to hit them with the good stuff in the first couple of seconds to peak that intrigue and then answer the question. Give us an example. If, if I, you know, pretend we're the camera, we're the shorts, you know, camera, you know, just give us something off the top of your head that you could say, this might be a typical short, like I might do. Oh, okay. Um, so I had put one out saying like, um, thumbnails don't matter for shorts. And then, and then I, and I went into like, you know, Hey, YouTube themselves has come out and said that 95% of most of your views are going to come from the short shelf. And so most times people will never be served your thumbnail. So unless you're going for channel aesthetic, you don't really need to spend that much time worried about it. So little teaser, jump right in, uh, say it fast, get it done. Is that, yep. is that what I hear you saying? And yep, that's a topic pretty much that's... verbatim what I did as a short. So. And it's a topic that is helpful to the viewer not necessarily selling them, hey, I'm Shelly, I'm awesome. Right, right, right. Those are, I don't have time to say like, I, I did it maybe in some of them when I was doing them, when I had some more mm -hmm. time, I said, if you want more YouTube education, make sure you follow along for more. And that's it. I don't say like subscribe or comment or anything like that. I just say like, follow along for more if you want more YouTube advice. Any graphics, any like point click below, anything like that? I didn't, uh -huh. um, I could, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to get them out. <laughs> Were you putting anything in the description? Um, some of them I did. Yeah. I just put my standard verbiage for all of my YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you were, you were recording and then uploading via desktop. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. 
And actually, uh, no, some of mm -hmm. them I recorded inside of the shorts app, put mm -hmm. them as unlisted, then went to my desktop, applied the upload default. If I had my druthers, I would probably record um, off my phone with a high def and then um, airdrop them to my computer and then um, complete the process that way. Because unless I'm adding music, there's no reason for me to go straight through the app. Um, it, it's not really helpful. And I just want to tell people what that what that is when you're when you're when you're going through the app. So you have the YouTube app on your phone. You click that. You don't click the thing that says shorts at the bottom. You click the big plus in the center and then you click create a short. Now you want to make sure sort of silly, but if you're managing a channel that's not your channel, Make sure you upload to the right channel, not yep. to someone okay. else's channel yep. that you're managing. Surprisingly how easy that, that problem can be. And double check that you did upload it to the right channel. So, you know, you might want to hold the phone just a little bit higher to have a nice look. Hold the, I recommend holding the, the camera so that you're sort of looking slightly up and that your head is sort of, you know, halfway in the top. It says 15 at the bottom. You click that 15. Uh, rather, you click that um, record button. If you wanted to switch and do a longer than 15, then you just click on the 15 and it switches to 60. And it'll tell you there's a little red stripe that says how much time you have left. And then when you're done, you hit the stop and there's a next button. You can add some graphics or text or music. And then you've essentially, you have the chance to upload it or, you know, start again. So it's that simple and they've made it that simple in a mobile first approach where it's not only being recorded mobile first, but also you can watch it mobile first. And when you're on the mobile app, you know, which I recommend anyone who's doing business for YouTube, you need to be watching most of your YouTube on mobile because that's where the world is. And if you don't understand that, you're not gonna get it right on YouTube. Uh, so, you know, particularly if you're making tutorials and you think, oh, look, everyone has this enormous screen and I'll just make these fonts super, super small. No, you should not do that because if you're doing screen shares and screencasts, you've got to zoom in, you got to pan. So that's just one other reason why you just got to understand how to do mobile. I tell everyone they should know how to do a short. They should test it on their personal channel just so they know how to do it. And so we really believe that this is gonna just become more and more important for businesses. And we're seeing it drive dollars, leads and transactions for businesses today. I mean, and think about it, with 15 seconds worth of effort, how much easier can it be? <laughs> right. Am I missing something, Gwen Miller? Is there some secret, secret sauce that, that YouTube is talking about that they, they expect uh, something else to happen in the future? Uh, no, look, here, YouTube, there's always a catching up period for YouTube mm -hmm. where they know less than the people who are like inventing the language, yeah. which is how it should be, right? They are a platform, they're not creators. After a while, they get really savvy. Right now, I think we're still in the in the stages where people are just kind of figuring it out. And mm -hmm. at this point, doing what you said is exactly what you should be doing. Who knows? We may be talking in five years and there's gonna be a whole language around shorts that is totally different. And there will be, you know, best practices and all these things that'll make make sure the language of shorts, shorthand that people are gonna automatically know. We're not there yet, Dane. Okay. And Gwen Miller, tell us about this uh, YouTube channel that's coming up for you. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. 
Will you be doing uh, shorts? Well, will you be doing shorts? I will be doing shorts. So let's play, so let's talk about my theoretical strategy when it comes to shorts. What I have heard is that shorts is working very well for start out channels, right? Because uh, again, it's being you're essentially YouTube is feeding you to people. So if you don't have an audience, it's a great way to start to exposing people to short bits of your personality. Obviously, I can only talk about one thing, which is YouTube analytics. So it's something that I think will lean its, lend itself well to kind of that short format of like giving you just a, a little bit of something. And then if you want the more complex, you know, deep dive, you can come to the regular channel to do that. But I think shorts will be very key for the growth of all types of how-to channels in the future for that exact reason. It may help jumpstart what is usually a very painful initial growth process for how-to channels. And so how can people get a special invite to your YouTube channel when it does launch? <laughs> well, uh, go hang out on LinkedIn and Twitter and poke me until I do it. I am currently working on, I've been doing some camera tests. I just did a camera test uh, using uh, the turtle soup poem from Doctor from uh, Doctor Seuss. Well, that, that's terrible. From Lewis Carroll. Uh, oh. So uh, that will not go up. But after that, I am writing my first video right now script, and it is Ooh. called "You're Doing YouTube Analytics Wrong." Yeah. And we yeah. most certainly are. So we're, yeah. we're going to watch out for that. So follow Gwen. Is it uh, I am Gwen? What is it on Twitter? It's Gwen I am on oh, Twitter. Gwen so Gwen, the letter I, the letter, letter M. But you can find me by searching for Gwen Miller as well. And on LinkedIn. And so she will, <laughs> she, she will announce her YouTube channel and we will have a big party when it yeah, actually or launches. Gonna, or I'm going to stealth get it out there and then somebody's going to find it and uh, ruin my cover. Well, I think and anybody look, who's in the chat, we will come back every week and look for the video to be posted. And then when we do, we can have a little party. There we go. It, we'll have. Yes. And we're all going to wear nerd alert shirts. Because <laughs> that's my that's my quote for your channel. I have a, I have, I have a plaque here somewhere. I see if find it which says resident eccentric that's my <laughs> motto in life that's a good name for a channel and shelly saves the day where can people find you until next week come find me on my youtube channel shelly saves the day and on twitter shelly saves the and you can see the shorts that she's doing and i'm doing some shorts a little bit of the time i you know i was just doing a few just last week and I don't have a big channel, less than 2,000 viewers, uh, subscribers. My short got 1,500 views. So it that can happen. Yeah. Um, and this is also where we live stream. So jump in here anytime I have a, I, what I do is I unlist them so as not to ping everyone, but I have a playlist that says all of our live streams. So you can jump right in there or go to the video marketingvalue.com to get it on a podcast. Or if you need me to consult for you or your business, go to talktoday.today. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.